yo, 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 yo. Welcome to the show. This is Chris to Chris Comedy Advice to Fix Your Life. I am your host, Chris, joined in the studio today by my audio engineer, producer extraordinaire, Mr. Mike is in the building. Go ahead and say hi, Michael. Hey, what's up? Yeah, thanks, whatever. Uh, we also have our current best friend in the whole wide world standing in the corner on standby. Del, Mr. Del, why don't you go ahead and let the folks at home know you are real? I'm definitely a real person in the room. Thank you very much, Del. You guys might know me, Chris. I, uh, I'm on the YouTube, Chris vs. the World, comedy, laser lemming, gaming, yada, yada, yada. At this point, we're 96 episodes in. So you probably know me for this show called Chris to Chris. It's the comedy podcast you're listening to right now. Ahora. It's been a while since I've used Duolingo, but I think that's the correct use of ahora. So yeah, uh, this is a comedy podcast. Hey, what's up? We weren't here last week. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But before we do, uh, don't forget, if you're new to this show... And you might be. We're trying to get 8 billion people listening to the show. So if you're new to the show, uh, don't forget that you can subscribe to the show anywhere podcasts are sold for free on your Spotify's, your Apple Podcasts, your Google Podcasts, your etc. which are the Stitchers or the, uh, the uh, uh, what else? Podcast Republic, Pocket Casts, you know, the etc. Until they're big shots, right? And in which case, I, will, I would never include Spotify or, or what, what am I saying? Point is, you can uh, subscribe to the show, give us a five-star rating on iTunes, that would be great. Is iTunes still a thing? Apple Podcasts, whatever. Whatever Apple is doing, if you could give us a five-star review there, that would be great. It would really help us uh, signal boost this podcast. We want to be really in your face, and those five-star reviews apparently really help. I don't know, I've got a book or two to read. Apparently just buying the book doesn't get you success. You have to actually read it and enact it. By the way, if you're uh, new to the show, I'm writing a book, and one day it will be out. I guarantee it. Unless, of course, uh, one of our listeners kills me before then, in which case I officially declare that I want the unfinished book published by, uh, you know, my wife or somebody close to me, somebody that has access to my uh, files. We're getting really into the weeds before this show even starts. Speaking of this show, we have a good one for you. Not just talking about my death this week. We're also going to be talking about a bunch of new Mario games. We're going to be talking about some uh, video games for rich people. We're going to talk about skin rainbows, listener questions, lots of fun stuff. But before we talk about fun stuff, uh, some sad stuff happened. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther himself, uh, number 42 himself, he, he died. He died at 43. 42 died at 43 of colon cancer. Apparently he's, he's at it or he's known about it for like four years now. I think he found out during stage three, which man is rough. It's rough. 43 years old. That's pretty young, man. Pretty young. So, um, I mean, I feel for him. I, I'm, I'm happy that he got to experience what he got to experience. You know, he, he's achieved things that most of us uh, may never achieve. I mean, you know, I'm trying to get that 8 billion listenership and blah, blah, blah. For most people, just the the fact, like, okay, just how many people would die at 30, 25, whatever, you know, their, their life is so rough that they would be willing to just, like, hey, if I could be Black Panther for one movie or whatever, like, that that alone is uh, pretty remarkable. And from what I've read, he was very proud of that and, you know, just everything he's done. So I know that like, there was this... uh 
this uh, tweet going around, screen capture. This guy, he interviewed him, and he pretty much said, like, he, he gave, like, the, a little synopsis of the interview when uh, Chadwick Boseman was doing the rounds. You know, whenever, like, a, a movie is being promoted heavily, the actors, they all look tired as hell, and they're being interviewed by every single outlet, every single uh, news, like E.T., and then TMZ, and uh, every little website out there, and they look tired as shit. Uh, that apparently, like that, That's the image I got out of this. So he, he's being interviewed. This could have been his like 36th interview of the day, 100th interview of the day, whatever. And so he's tired, right? And the, the guy is pretty much asking him, he's like, hey, so you've had to like, uh, I wish I had the quote right up in front of me, but he pretty much said, so you you have to do a lot of uh, bouncing back and forth with your weight and you know muscle mass and all that for this role, so that must be tough. And Chadwick pretty much said, like, yeah, you have no idea. One day I'll live to tell him, talk about it. And of course, you know, he, he unfortunately didn't. Uh, you know, and nobody knew, nobody knew he was going to die. Nobody knew he had colon cancer except those that were very close to him. And they kept that secret for him as well. So uh, props to them as well. I know that that's got to be hard for them right now. So uh, rest in peace, Chadwick. Uh, you, you inspired a lot of people. I'll say that. Uh, speaking of uh, superheroes that aren't doing so good, uh, Robert Pattinson apparently has COVID-19. They shut down production of the Batman again. So uh, Warner Brothers put out this like generic statement earlier just saying, hey, a member of the Batman production has tested positive for COVID-19. But Vanity Fair says it's, it's Team Jacob himself. Warner Brothers wasn't like, the Batman has COVID. They just said a member has COVID. So, yeah. Uh, you know, if it's a grip, if it's uh, somebody doing lighting, somebody doing catering, I feel like they probably would have uh, tried to get away with, you know, keeping the train rolling. Because, like I said, this this production has already stopped before for weeks or months uh, after the first, you know, when quarantine was first beginning in California, they already shut this movie down. And then, you know, things were starting to build back up. They put out that trailer, which I thought looked pretty good. But obviously the movie isn't done yet. They just put out a trailer that made it look like the movie could have been done, but it's not. And uh, now their lead has uh, the worst disease of the year. So uh, get well soon, Robbie. Get well soon. Uh, from what I hear, COVID-19 is not pleasant. And, you know, it's a, your, your mileage may vary. It depends on who you are. But, yeah, that's what's going on. Um, let's move on. It's just the tip of the week. So once upon a time, I went to eighth grade. This was about two years after I went to sixth grade. And I had a lot of classes in eighth grade. At least it felt like a lot of classes to me. But today I want to talk about my eighth grade English class in particular. And in eighth grade, we had this new teacher. I don't remember if she joined in eighth grade or seventh grade, but she was still new at the time. She was fresh, right? Her name was Mrs. Br uh, actually... I don't know if we're allowed to say her real name on the show. We will just call her, uh, we'll call her Mrs. Blondie because she was blonde. Uh, she was in her early 20s and, you know, she was uh, <coughs> horny as hell. 
So Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Blondie, she was a newlywed, and she would make it a big deal that she and her husband didn't bang until they got married. So they had a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of, uh, of pent-up horniness. I don't know a better way to, to say that, uh, a more couth way to say that. I can think of more uncouth ways to say that, but they had a lot of pent-up horniness. Which I gotta imagine is a lot like it must be to uh, be a prisoner. You know, you're in prison for a long time and you get out. You got a lot of pent up horniness. At least ideally, that must be what it's like, right? So say 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 you get out. Follow me here. Say you get out of a uh, prison. You know, you're doing a, a six year bid, right? Got locked up for a six year bid or was it eight year bid? What did the the what did they say? Got locked up for you know it doesn't matter. You're doing a six year bid, right? And, you know, assuming that your girl didn't bang anybody else while you were locked up, and assuming you, assuming you didn't bang anybody else in the prison, in in the showers, whatever, you know, it doesn't matter where you were banging. Assuming you weren't banging any of these uh, other prisoners, uh, I've got to assume that you're going to be doing a lot of banging as soon as you get home, right? You know, you're still officially with your girl. She's still officially with you. And either of you were banging uh, prisoners or other dudes, right? Point is, point is, uh, Mrs. Blondie was no longer in sex jail. So she and her husband were, were, were all hot and bothered for each other, right? So he would send her flowers to her classroom. And she was constantly sending him uh, like naked pictures on Snapchat. Oh, wait, actually, uh, this was like 20 years ago. I-, I meant that she was constantly chatting with him on AOL Instant Messenger when we were, you know, taking spelling tests and-, and giving speeches. That's what she was doing. Or, you know, like, hey, it's time for silent reading while I uh, chat on AIM with my husband. So uh, <laughs> one day, for for some reason or another, my my English class and I went out for a a stroll. I don't remember why. We, we, we were accompanied by uh, uh, Mrs. Blondie herself and the school dean. We will call the dean uh, Mr. Mr. Bean. So uh, I, I don't remember why we were outside learning that day, but I want to say we initially went out there for some kind of drill. Anyway, the way I remember it, is that uh, word got out we would not be allowed to go back to the classroom for an extended period of time. I don't know why, but I, I want to blame like the, the, the Columbine shooters for some reason. It was around that time. And if you guys were around for Columbine, if you went to school when Columbine happened, uh, you know that the uh, it had lingering effects. This is before school shootings were a monthly occurrence. So... And it was such a big one, too. Like, Columbine was a big deal in the uh, zeitgeist for a while. So if, if any little hiccup happened, uh, Columbine was awakened in the brain of teachers and deans. So, I don't know. Uh, the, the class was stuck just hanging outside uh, by the school bleachers for some reason or another. And Mrs. Blondie realizes, oh, hell, hell, it's just me and the dean, Mr. Bean. We got to kill some time somehow, right? So she thinks and she thinks and she thinks. You know, she does that Winnie the Pooh. Think, think, think. And she comes up with a brilliant plan. She she gets on the bleachers and she announces loudly to the class, 
Listen up, everybody. Listen up, everyone. Stand in a line. We are going to line up every student from darkest to lightest. I'm just going to I'm going to let that sit with you and your uh, 2020 goggles for just a second. Because you might have some some serious red flags popping up in your brain right now. But just understand, right? Understand this was before Twitter existed. And you know, we all thought this was a this was an odd request, right? Including I got to be fair to him, including Mr. Bean, Mr. Bean, the Dean. He thought this was weird, too, but I think he didn't want to publicly undermine Mrs. Blondie, you know, in front of the whole class. So he just sighed like it was audible and obvious. You could see the pain in his face. He just sighed and he's like, do what she says. So one by one by one. A class of middle schoolers start comparing their skin tone to one another in order to form this line. And I think at some points, Mrs. Blondie herself actually rearranged some of us. She would be like, nah, that's not right. You go here. You go here. You go here. Anyway, it happens. We're all in line, feeling great about ourselves. Feeling great about ourselves, as you do as a middle schooler, right? You're already in this junior high, middle school phase. I don't know, whatever you call it in the rest of the world. We'll call it 11, 12 years old over here. So at that age point, you're already feeling comfortable. And she just cranked up the comfort level to the max. So uh, Mrs. Blondie, she decides this is a good time to speak up. She says, look at this beautiful line God has made. We are all a special part of the rainbow or or something. Something along those lines. I don't know. Point is, point is, this was not a fully baked plan. I mean, you could say, I I, I could see somebody coming up with this plan while fully baked, but you don't understand what I'm saying. This was not a fully thought up plan. And uh, she did eventually get an earful from uh, one of the black parents about it afterwards. I think she actually had to apologize over it, too. Uh, Anyway, this week's tip is don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, She would... (laughs) If you think about it, she would have had an online mob just, like, at her doorstep, her metaphorical doorstep, if she had done that today. Uh... Actually, I do have another story about her class that's less focused on her and more focused on my own foolishness. Uh, but we'll talk about that another week. Mike, remind me to talk about that other vague story I just mentioned on another episode. Thank you very much. Hey, let's move on to a little thing we like to call Video Game Corner. Hey, so remember when we said that we would do a live stream on our gaming YouTube channel and we totally didn't do it? I know, like, before we, the, the break, I said, hey, don't worry about it. We're going to do a break, but we'll have lots of social media posts, and we'll do a live stream, at least one live stream for one of these gaming-related events, and we did not do that. Uh, well, that was Nintendo's fault. Uh, it was, you know, partially our fault for promising anything, except, you know, we did kind of live up to more social media posts, which I want to continue. But 
we were totally banking on Nintendo delivering last week, and I think they went out of their way to uh, to fail us last week. And you know, it's probably our fault, but I think also Nintendo wanted to spite spite me in particular. Everybody expected Nintendo to do this big Mario focused Nintendo Direct last week. And instead, they did this uh, Nintendo Direct Mini. It was a partner direct, which meant like third party companies. And pretty much everybody hated it. They, they just kind of uh, randomly dropped it on a Wednesday, which just diminished all hopes because the rumor was that this big Mario Direct was going to happen on Thursday or Friday. And on Wednesday, they said, nah. Here's your dreams. We're crushing them early. And so here's this third-party direct. And like 90% of the games they showed were rhythm games. And I, I like rhythm games. I do. You know, I used to play a bunch of them. Uh, DJ Hero, Guitar Hero. Hell, even back to the Dance Dance, the DDR days. We'll call it that. That's what we called it. We didn't say Dance Dance Revolution. DDR. Uh, all of them. All of them. Uh, but, yeah, that it, was, it, was, it wasn't that cool. It was... <laughs> It was a bunch of rhythm games you play with your with your with your thumbs and your fingers. They have a, a Kingdom Hearts game coming out to the Switch and other consoles. It's a rhythm game. It looks budget, but their budget for you is a full sixty dollars because apparently it has more story to the Kingdom Hearts lore. And I've never played a Kingdom Hearts game, just to be fair. But from what I understand, the story is just a confusing, nonsensical mess. But I digress. The only the only cool thing I really uh, took away from that uh, disappointing random third party direct was uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris Two Dos. If you are uh, one of our Espanol listeners, that was announced. But other than that, it was it was a wash. Anyway, point is uh, they didn't give anybody a heads up on it, so we didn't even know it was gonna uh, it was gonna happen at that point. So we couldn't live stream it if we wanted to. They just kind of randomly dropped it. So this week, you know, Nintendo decided, hey, let's do the exact same thing, except instead of Wednesday, we're going to do it on Thursday. And the other exception, the other difference from last week was that this week they showed games that people were actually interested in. And all of these games were Mario-related games to celebrate Mario's 35th anniversary, which apparently happens this month in September. So happy birthday, Mario. You are officially two years older than I am. And I'm not going to go every uh, over every single thing they showed because this episode would go on way too long. And, you know, maybe when, when we have a Patreon, maybe when we're real big shots, we got, we're, we're getting closer to that 8 billion listener mark. We got that Patreon going and, you know, uh, we could justify it more. People would be expecting that long ass episode. So I'm not going to go over every single thing they showed, but I am going to go over some of the highlights. And there were a fair amount of highlights. So this is going to be a, a juicy video game corner, I think. You know what? I, I, I thought I wasn't going to talk about this, but I'm going to. They, you, you guys know uh, about Game & Watch? That was Nintendo's first handhelds. The, before the Game Boy. You might think the Game Boy was the first Nintendo handheld console. It wasn't. It was the Game & Watch. And if you're old like me, you remember those LCD screens. I remember them from uh, the Tiger Electronic games. Uh, they made a lot of licensed crap that I would play. I think I had a Sonic the Hedgehog game and maybe like one other one. Not a lot. And, you know, they were cheap little electronic crap. But uh, a lot of kids had them back in the day. Before, before my day, 
there was the uh, mid eighties and play people would play like electronic football and something like that. But but more caveman esque. You know, I wanna I wanna hammer home that the Gen X people are older than I am and therefore uh, will likely die before I do, unless one of my listeners kills me, in which case, don't kill me. Uh, my wife is not going to be happy with this episode. It's been a while since I've really hammered home how much I don't want you guys to kill me. Please don't kill me. I'm just going to say that, uh, since it's already out in the open. Anyway, uh, they showed off a, like a new Mario-focused Game & Watch handheld system, and it's in color. A Game & Watch has never been in color. It's this full LCD screen. And it's got the... It looks like... On the outside, it looks like a Game & Watch. Old school, retro as hell. Uh, the One of the selling points is that it's also a clock. And you got like Yoshi and Mario doing little funny things on the screen to change the time. But uh, that's not the big thing. The big thing is that it includes uh, Super Mario Brothers for the NES on this thing. And I think it's like 50 bucks. And you got to pre-order. But right now, it's not officially uh, approved by the... FCC, so they're waiting on that before they can uh, give you the pre-order go. They also showed off a Super Mario 3D World, which was available on the Wii, but now it's available on the Switch. And Nintendo has been porting Wii U games to the Switch left and right. The Wii U was uh, killed off quick by Nintendo. The, remember, the Wii lasted like seven or eight years before they came out with the Wii U, because the Wii was a massive, uh, massive success. The, the Wii U was not. And so it, it sold so poorly that Nintendo was like, well, we made all these games. We might as well try to actually sell them to people that are buying our Switch because we have a lot more people buying the Switch than bought the Wii U. So uh, they said, hey, Super Mario 3D World, that was a Wii U game. We have fixed it. We made it play faster and better. And now we've added this extra set of missions or levels i don't they didn't give us any real details but it's called bowser's fury so it's super mario 3d world plus bowser's fury boom news given to you by chris to chris we're the first official podcast named chris to chris to give you that news uh, they also showed off super mario brothers 35 named after the 35th anniversary and you could play with 35 it's a like a 35 player battle royale super mario brothers and it's pretty much Tetris 99. If you play Tetris 99 on the Switch, you kind of get the idea. Like, you can attack. You can try, in this case, try to get coins, uh, attack random people, blah, blah, blah. You can attack the attackers, random people, whatever. Uh, if you play Tetris 99, you know what I'm saying. If you haven't played Tetris 99, you're just wondering when this segment will end. Point is, it's going to be available to uh, subscribers of Nintendo Switch Online all the way up through March. I was listening to the IGN uh, podcast, uh, Nintendo Voice Chat, and uh, the uh, old school IGN guy, uh, Mr. Pear, I think his name is Pear, he's German, I guess Pear is a common name in uh, Germany, I assume, I assume it's common, but he, his theory was that uh, Nintendo's trying to bring uh, live events into gaming, so the idea would be that, hey, uh, you could play... Super Mario Brothers 35 all the way up until March. And then, you know, later we'll have another game that you could play for a set period of time. And then, you know, maybe next year we'll bring back Super Mario Brothers 35 for a certain amount of time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think there's smoke to that fire. He, he might, he might have a, he might be seeing something that the rest of us aren't seeing. So uh, we'll see. I think I've said the word see quite a bit. They also showed off uh, this game quote-unquote game called uh, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, which is pretty much, I guess you buy RC race cars that have a camera on them. It's augmented reality. 
it's a, a game you play with your Switch and you use a physical Mario Kart. So imagine Mario in one of his carts and Luigi in one of his carts and you're racing around these RC, these uh, remote controlled cars on your hardwood floor because that's what they showed it on. And we have carpet here at our uh, very fancy apartment. But uh, some rich people... Look at me. I'm calling y'all rich. Some rich people have hardwood floors. <laughs> and they can play this game. I, I don't imagine these uh, these uh, race cars doing too good on carpet. But, like, pretty much you make your own track. with, And you, you race actual race cars. And you see what's going on on your Switch. So you're holding the Switch in handheld mode. And you can see Mario or Luigi. I don't know if there's other characters you can buy or play as. And you're still playing Mario Kart, but you're doing it in your living room or wherever you've made this track. And it's a brilliant idea. It's a brilliant idea. I have no, I have no idea how much it's going to cost. There's like these little things you can buy separately. Apparently, it doesn't come with the actual racers, but like these four uh, stage makers. So you have to like create the stage. I don't know. I can't give you the details. Point is, you should watch the YouTube video. This is not the best way to experience Mario Kart live through my audio podcast. I don't want to say that because I'm trying to get 8 billion people listening to the show, but I got to keep it real with y'all. Maybe we'll we'll throw that into the episode link at uploaded.com. U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D. Follow. Go just go to episode 96. It'll be at the front page if you're listening to the show on September 4th, 2020. If you're not, just Google it or Google it. I just search it in our search bar. We have a search bar. We're fancy. We live in a modern technology world where uh, we have search bars on our own website. I don't want to lose y'all. Let's move on. <laughs> they also showed off uh, Super Mario All-Stars for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. You guys remember Super Mario All-Stars? I do. Because ever since the Wii, when Nintendo first had the Wii, they had this thing called the Virtual Console, which would allow you to buy and play old school games whether it be nes snes n64 you could play all the old games or many of the old games on your wii one of those games you could not play or download at least you couldn't download eventually they did release it on disc it was a cheap rom dump but eventually they did release it on a disc but i digress that's not the point i'm trying to make a point you could not play Super Mario All-Stars, which was a remake. It was a collection. It was a remake of the first Super Mario Brothers on the NES, the second Mario Brothers on the NES, and the third Mario Brothers on the NES, and the official quote-unquote Lost Levels, which was the official Super Mario Brothers 2 uh, in Japan, which was just a very hard version of Super Mario Brothers. Point is, it came with four games, and they had updated graphics and tweaks in gameplay. So they went from looking 8-bit to 16-bit. Uh, I think they had new music and everything. It was a whole deal. looked beautiful. So it was like a better-looking version of the Mario games. And for the longest time, Nintendo pretended they didn't exist. And here's why. This is not official or on the records, but I'm telling you why. The reason Nintendo would not sell you this collection was because they wanted to continue to sell you these games piecemeal. So you could buy Super Mario Brothers or Super Mario Brothers 2 and Super Mario Brothers 3. We want you to buy all three of them separately. Five bucks a pop. Because if we try to sell you, uh, Super Nintendo games would be $8. Seven, eight dollars something like that. And... Uh, Super Mario Brothers All-Stars was one Super Nintendo game. 
eventually they actually released Super Mario Brothers All-Stars plus Super Mario Brother or Super Mario World. Am I losing you guys? Point is, it's now available today, or if you're listening to the show on Friday, uh, as of yesterday, it's available on the Nintendo Switch Online. So Nintendo's no longer doing the virtual console where you can buy games individually. They, they do it where you can uh, just, if you are subscribed to the service, you get games when they release them in. This was the big game they just dropped. So I'm happy. I'm happy it happened. They announced uh, one more big game. And like I said, they did a few more other announcements, but I'm not going to go into it. They announced some uh, Mario clothes, some pins, and a bunch of other things. Like I just said, I'm not going to go into it, and here I go going into it. Point is, they announced one more game, which was Super Mario 3D All-Stars. And I, I can't remember if we talked about it on this show, but it's been heavily rumored for, I want to say, months now. Months now, we've known. And a lot of people were surprised on uh, gaming-related forums and websites that uh, apparently they weren't following these these rumors. But we knew exactly what this was going to be. And it was exactly what it was rumored to be, which was uh, a collection of 3D Mario games, which include Mario 64, or Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy. Three games. And some people were pissed off because they're like, yo, why not uh, include Super Mario Galaxy 2 as well? And why isn't Super Mario 64 like a remade game? You should have remade that game. Instead, you know, all of these games are just kind of up-rezzed. As far as we know, Nintendo didn't go into too much detail, but it sounds like they didn't go like the complete extra mile with this. Like, it's already a big deal for Nintendo. The way they look at this is like, ooh, can you believe it? We're giving you three 3D Mario games, and normally we would give you jack shit. Like, the furthest they would go, the furthest they would go would give uh, Mario 64 on the Virtual Console. We have not gotten a re-release of uh, Super Mario Sunshine or Galaxy up until this point. So for Nintendo to be like, hey, we're giving you Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy all on one, one, I was going to say disc, but there's no discs on the Switch, all in one game. We're doing that for you. You guys don't have to thank us now, but we understand how thankful you are. So it, it's a big deal in Nintendo's eyes. It's such a big deal. It's such a big deal that they're only keeping this game available until March of 2021. So it's coming out, I think, September 18th. So soon, very soon. And it's going to be available until March. I can't remember how many months that is. What is that? October, November, December. So I think it's like six months. Six or seven months, if my uh, my finger math is correct. That's not a lot of time. That's not a lot of time. A lot of people were very critical of this as well. So they said, hey, yo. Uh, you're not remaking any of these games. You're just kind of uh, giving them better resolutions. Uh, Mario 64 is still in 4x3. It's not even widescreen. Uh, so you're not remaking anything. You are charging full price. You're not including Super Mario Galaxy. And I only have until March to buy these things. So obviously, this shit is never going on sale. It sounds to us like you're pulling a Disney Vault uh, scheme. And, yeah, 
that could be the case. My immediate thought was that Nintendo just values this IP so much. The like the the 3D collection itself is just so like the in, such an incredible value in Nintendo's eyes that they can't even believe they're doing it themselves. So yeah, you only have six months to get this, and the physical release is going to be a limited run. So either get it or don't. And even the digital release, you cannot get the digital release as of April. First, can't download it. Can't download it unless, of course, you've already downloaded it. So, yeah, people aren't too happy about that, and that I completely understand. I understand. Uh, I mean, it's like there was a there's this message board. I like to call it purple purple gaff, but they're called uh, reset uh, officially. I call it reset era. Uh, some 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 guy. We'll call him some guy. He, uh, he made a, a thread on there, and he sounded dead serious. He said, S- should Sony make uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales a limited, uh, limited uh, available for a limited time because Nintendo's doing this? And people lost their shit at him. They're like, what, what, what the hell did you just suggest? And, uh, yeah, um, I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, people, people weren't too happy. Like, if Nintendo sets a precedent here, like you could, I, I could see it. Like this could be dangerous. This could be a dangerous precedent, in the sense that, uh, what if other companies do this? You know, it worked for Disney for such a long time. Now they're officially moving away from it with Disney Plus, but they're going through such financial hardships because of COVID. You know, they're losing billions of dollars to close theme parks every every. I was gonna say a year, but throughout the year they're losing billions of dollars. So uh, I'm, I'm sure they regret pricing Disney Plus at $6.99 per month and whatever. I digress. Uh, point is, this is controversial. So I'm thinking, you know, spoiler alert, I'm thinking of buying Super Mario 3D All-Stars twice, once digitally so I can play it, and once physically so that I can collect it and later sell it down the line so that my my son's college can be paid for and you know our retirement can be taken care of i i just think that you got to invest and think for the future and this game nobody knows how many copies are going to be sold so i've I've pre-ordered it on best buy and we'll see what happens anyway i i think we've got a a voicemail from uh mr colos dolos let's play that hello chris this is colos dolos and I, I want to know, I, I, I have not heard from you or Michael or Dell. I know you took the week off to do something. I, I believe you said you are writing a book. Uh, if you'd like me to write the forwards for your book, I would be more than happy to do that for you. But I'm just wondering, uh, did you find out where Anne is? I, my, my heart is longing for her. And it, when you do find her, tell her that I've already sold all of my wild oats. I have no more wild oats to sow. So I am, prepared to to give her what is left of me my my not oats are ready to be sold and i i my biological clock it is ticking faster and faster i need to find Anne so that there can be a little dolos in this world so please please send michael out and and find her uh and bring her to me and i will reward him him, Michael, I reward Michael in the best way I know how for bringing Anne to me. 
Thank you. Wow, thank you very much for that voicemail, Mr. Uh, Kolos. For those that need to be caught up on the situation, we had a caller named Anne uh, in July, I think. Uh, she left a voicemail saying that she was uh, from this generic warranty department and that my car's warranty was about to expire unless I paid Anne her ransom. Anyway, as you can see, uh, she has captured the heart of Mr. Kolostolos, and he's been looking for her ever since. And for those that don't know, and most of you probably don't know because we've never announced it on the show, but uh, Chris to Chris is also a show about helping people find true love. And Kolos, I've got some some pretty good news for you. I reached out to Anne, and uh, she got back to me. Here's what she said. Hi, Kolostolos. This is Anne with the warranty department. Our records show that your wild oats have expired, or are about to expire. This is your final courtesy letter. Press 1 to be connected to my heart forever. So, uh, please, press 1 very soon, Mr. Colas. Hope that clears things up for you. Uh, Dell, why don't you let the listeners know how you can get in contact with us? Leave us a message. Call 909-486-3673 and talk to us with your mouth. Thanks, Dell. I bet y'all didn't know Dell had so much words in him. He's got a lot more coming. I guarantee it. Dell, Dell is just beginning to blossom on this show. So yeah, let's get into the news. AMC Games is releasing a flight simulator that lets players experience what it's like to fly coach. The game is going to be called uh, Airplane Mode, and I think it's complete <clears throat> bullshit. Uh, I, I know it's bullshit because I watched a few trailers, and they make it seem like you actually have the chance to have multiple empty seats between you and another uh, another coach? <laughs> another, what's what am I trying to say? Another passenger. Actually, you know, with COVID-19, uh, that, that might actually be law now. There might be some kind of rule in your state saying, yeah, you, you have to have two, three seats in between you. I think they showed two seats in between. Uh, but with, uh, you know, every single Southwest flight I've ever been on, it's just been me and a bunch of other poor people just cramped right next to each other. And I know that was before COVID-19, but still, right? That, that's what the coach experience is. It's not like, hey, I have all this room. So this game itself, it has two flights you can partake in, in real time, I believe. Uh, one of them is a six-hour flight to Iceland, and the other one is a two-and-a-half-hour flight to Nova Scotia. But, you know, who the f*** really wants to play this through, right? Who wants to go through that entire flight? It, it, the game is coming to uh, the PC and the Mac. But how many of y'all are actually Dying to play a, a simulator where you sit down and wait for some flight attendant to bring you shitty food. Here's your peanuts. Because I can't remember the last coach flight I've been on where they offered me anything better. But then again, I fly Southwest like 90% of the time. Actually, when I went to Hawaii, I'm a big shot. I, I have gone to Hawaii. They did uh, offer some kind of wine. I can't remember if they actually offered any real meal. It was a six-hour flight, though. Maybe they did. But I can't imagine it was any good. Anyway, uh, yeah, so that's a six-hour flight and a two-and-a-half-hour flight. But uh, 
they said that the the game not only includes the weight, you could also get the uh, the shitty Wi-Fi, the crying babies, and and this is probably the highlight of the game. Uh, you can also play Sudoku. It looks like you're like writing it in a magazine. But I can't imagine anybody that's actually in first class uh, playing this game, whether it be on the plane or not on the plane. Imagine playing this game. I was going to say, imagine playing this game on a plane. Like, how crazy that would be. But it's probably even crazier to just be at your desk at home or, you know, on your laptop on the couch. Be like, you know what I want to do? I want to sit on a boring-ass flight to nowhere. Let me do that for six hours. Let me do that for six hours. <laughs> I wonder if this game has a save feature, you know? Like, no. You, you stopped at the three-hour mark? Nah. You got to start over. I don't know. I think rich people don't actually want to know how you live, right? Otherwise, they would actually just fly coach like the rest of us. There's probably some rich person that's living in some kind of Groundhog Day situation where, you know, they just keep repeating the same day over and over. They've probably flown coach so many times. They probably uh, uh, took over the pilot seat. They probably 9-11. They're, you know, geez, that's, that's getting into a dark... Uh, Dark space. I'm not trying to make. I'm not trying to make light of 9/11. I'm just saying, if you were in a Groundhog situation, Groundhog Day kind of situation, and you were on a plane, you would do all kinds of crazy shit, right? I don't know. Uh, let's move on before I, I get the show canceled. Uh, you know what? I don't want to answer any uh, any listener questions this week until I complain about something. Uh, it's Labor Day weekend which means that most of us Americans have a three-day weekend, which is nice, right? Three days off. That must be what it's like to be French. I think French people have three-day weekends all the time. But uh, I actually have to work on this Saturday. Well, you know, that sucks as it is, right? But at least, you know, I get a two-day weekend with Labor Day, right? Right? That's what I thought. I was wrong. I was wrong. Apparently, uh, quote-unquote, not enough uh, people volunteered to work on Monday at my job, so I have been voluntold. I have to work. I don't get an option in this. Uh, they, they went by inverse seniority, and, you know, as I've mentioned previously on the show, like 90% of the people at my job have been working there since the Industrial Revolution. So I got screwed. So, you know, uh, while, while you are enjoying your three-day weekend, and I want you to enjoy it, just remember the rest of us that aren't, you know, we will be at work just thinking about how much you suck. Hey, Del, what time is it? Chris to Chris presents Listen Question Time. Thank you very much, Del. We have some great questions from Ken and Devin this week. Our first question comes from Ken. Ken asks, where were you? Please answer without mentioning where you were. Great question, Ken. <laughs> great question. Great question to start this out with. I guess the real question, though, is where are any of us, you know, like, really? Last week, uh, much like this week, I was in a different place in my life, you know? Our son, he started to, to roll on his own from his, his uh, stomach to his back. And, you know, he makes all kinds of new sounds now that, you know, he just, he just didn't used to make. He's, he's talking, making new sounds. It's, it's very exciting. So last week, I just needed some time to, to figure things out, mostly with the book I'm writing. But I'm not going to tell you where I was writing that book because, Ken, you explicitly asked me not to. 
So we're going to leave that a mystery for the rest of time. Uh, Ken also asks, do you think Devin missed you as much as I did? I don't want to spoil it for the rest of the uh, audience, but I'm going to spoil it. But Ken, you asked six questions this week. I think you win the Miss Chris contest, hands down. So thank you for missing us. We appreciate that and miss you as well. Uh, Devin asks, have you ever been put on a jury? Devin, I created a how to get out of jury video on YouTube approximately eight years ago. Has like 30,500 views as of today, which is, you know, nothing to sneeze at for me. I'm proud of that. I had this strategy uh, to get out of jury duty where I would call the night before, as you're, you're supposed to, at least in California, you got to call the night before. But I would wait until around like 11 p.m., maybe a little later, a little earlier, just depending on the day. But say around 11 p.m. when most people had already gone to sleep. Because my theory was that by that point in the day, most people were like, I'm done with the day. Uh, they, they already called in. And enough people had called in and filled that jury pool up. And to my credit, up until that point, it had always worked for me. The, the robot woman on the other end would always uh, tell me on the phone that, hey, you do not need to show up for jury duty. Congratulations, asshole. But in this video that I made, I tested the theory live on camera. And it totally bit me in the ass. The, the, the robot told me, hey, guess what? Not only do you have jury duty, but you have to be there by 8.30 a.m. And as I've established on the show, I am not a morning person. And if you watch the video, actually, Mike, Mike, uh, let's add my uh, jury duty video to the website for this episode, please. So if you watch the video, you will notice that my voice sounds like really, really raspy, raspy like this. I was very sick that week, and I sounded like I'd been smoking like three, four packs of uh, smokes a day for like the last 40 years. So I had to go to the San Bernardino courthouse, and I was just sick as a dog. And when you get there at 8.30 in the morning, they make you wait in this long-ass line before they actually let anybody into the building. And I don't know if you've actually hung out in front of a government building for just way too long, but these buildings tend to attract people that want to convert you to their religion via loud shouting, which is a great way to do it. Uh, so we had this guy yelling at us, you know, just about how awful we are and that we're all going to hell or something, right? Does that ever work, Mike? No? Does that work? Does anybody, do you know anybody that says, hey, yeah, 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 I used to be a sinner, but the guy with the, the God hates flag sign, he screamed at me for like 12 minutes straight at the DMV, and it was at that point that I saw the light. Anyway, I eventually got into the courthouse and they assigned us all into separate groups. I think I was in group, I want to say group D. And, you know, they start making announcements over their little, they don't have a PA system. Somebody was just shouting it, I think. They announced that, hey, group A, group A, 
You are free to go home, you lucky sons of bitches. Go home. And you know, we're waiting. We're waiting. I'm just like thinking about group A. Like, oh man, I wish I was in group A. So we're waiting. And then they announced that group B, you guys got to stay. They said, stay tuned, you know? We're going to be sending you to another room soon. And then, you know, we're waiting and we're waiting. And then group C is brought up. Hey, guess what? Group C, you've got to stay too. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I was thinking those, 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 damn, those damn group A people, they always get what they want. Group A, right? Group A. They get A's on tests. They're always getting what they want. They kicked out the people that they liked the most first. They thought that they deserved everything. The rest of us always get screwed, right? Right? I figured, hey, you know what? Just like my, my jury theory, my jury pool theory before you get there. Like I thought there was a, a group that they let go first, and I was just coming up with these theories on the fly. So I'm thinking, group A, screw group A. They always get what they want. And then they announced group D. You're free to go. Hmm. Oh, well, cool. I mean, like, whatever, right? So I got to go home, too. I, I was pretty excited. That was actually the closest I've ever been to serving on a, a, a jury. Actually, I have a, another theory that they, they would have probably dismissed me regardless anyway. You know, if I was in group B or C, the, I, I am... Fairly certain they would have dismissed me because I have never seen a, a young person on any jury. I don't think lawyers like them generally. I think they are just like, you know, this this idiot doesn't know anything. So at that time, I was probably in my uh, early 20s, early mid-20s. I think I would have been dismissed. No problem. But I was feeling like crap. Remember that? I was feeling like crap. Anyway, uh, when I when I got my uh, my current job, I started to actually want to get jury duty, which I had never wanted before because my job actually pays me to be on jury duty now. I think like 10 or 10 or 10 days, two weeks, something like that. My old jobs, they sucked, right? They sucked. They, they wouldn't pay me shit if I got summoned. They, they would be like, yo, uh, you better get back quick. <laughs> we'll find some other asshole to, to do your, your, your donkey job, you, you human mule. But, uh, you know, now I'm, I, I wanted jury duty, but as of March 2020, I, I don't want jury duty anymore because of a little thing we like to call COVID-19. So, and remember, like, I was sick as a dog. I was probably contagious when I had to go to jury duty a couple years ago. So imagine, like, a bunch of people right now just getting uh, summoned to jury duty, and they have it, whether they know it or not. It's a, it's a cluster. Anyway, I hope nobody in my county breaks the law for like the, the next few years at least. Let, let, let's uh, let's get over this before we uh, we need to go back to jury duty. Let's see here. Uh, Ken asks, "What did Dell and Mike do for money while you were off last week?" Well, Ken, uh, Dell has a voice of gold, so you know he just had to live off his uh, residuals last week. That's how he, he he usually handles things. He just lives off the residuals that free money. Mike, you know, he had to go back to hooking. Sorry, uh, I think we're actually supposed to say sex work now. Apparently, 
hooker is is a bad word these days. I don't know. Mike, are you offended by hooker? Are you offended when I call you a hooker? Fuck you. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Ken also asks, are there any other rooms Dell is a real person in? Great question, Ken. Uh, Dell is definitely a real person in the bathroom because I did not appreciate what he did there uh, two weeks ago. I, I absolutely did not. You know, he's a very charming person otherwise, but last or two weeks ago, uh, the, the bathroom was uh, a true nightmare, a true existential nightmare. Dell said, hey, I will prove to you that I exist, and he sure as shit did. Sure as shit did. Thanks for the question, Ken. Uh, Devin asks, when are you opening your OnlyFans? <laughs> Thanks for the question, Devin. You were the first person to request an OnlyFans page for the Chris to Chris podcast. And <laughs> apparently, you know, OnlyFans is not just for, uh, not hookers, uh, sex workers. <laughs> it's not just for that. Like, if you go to their website, it's like, hey, are you a DJ? Hey, do you do this? Are you a, are you a blogger? Whatever, you can start your OnlyFans page. But, you know, how many times have you heard of an OnlyFans page? Like, what DJs are actually, like, making money off of that? Like, I think it's pretty clear right now that this is for people that are getting naked. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know when we're going to start ours. How desperate are we? Uh, guys, how, how hard up are we for money? Don't answer that. Don't answer that. I already see where your mind's going, Mike. Jeez, can you get off the corner for just one f***ing second? Whew. Thanks for the question, Devin. Uh, we're going to have to think about it. You know, uh, we'll, we'll try the Patreon first. We'll try the Patreon. We will create our own Patreon. If all else fails, then we can do the OnlyFans in a non-sexual way. As, as the creator supposedly intended it. Uh, thanks for the question. Uh, Ken asks, how many top fans do you have? Let's see here. Uh, there's Devin and Yilly, Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid, Donner and Blitzen. Oh, and you too, Ken, uh, which makes nine. Nine. So we, we currently have nine top fans. We have uh, Sean and Roosevelt and Nick. They asked some pretty good questions, but Facebook has not given them the, the top fan diamond yet. So one of these days, uh, one of these days, guys. Uh, Ken also asks, how many bottom fans do you have? Well, let's see here. Um, let me bust out the calculator for this one. Okay. So we have 8 billion potential fans. And if you subtract, uh, if you subtract, what is it? Nine, eight, nine from eight billion, you get seven billion nine hundred and ninety nine million nine hundred and ninety nine thousand nine hundred and ninety one bottom fans. And we appreciate every single one of you. Thanks for the questions, guys. As always, if you'd like to uh, ask us a question, you could do so on our Facebook page at Up and Loaded, our Twitter page at Up and Loaded, or our Instagram cracker at Up and Loaded, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D. -E We're also on a website called UpandLoaded.com, where you can ask us a question there as well. Leave us a comment. It doesn't have to be a question. Leave us a comment. We might read your comment as well. We'd like to hear from you. Last week, we asked on our poll. Did we ask a poll? I don't think we did. I don't think we did. I think we dropped the ball there. Uh, thanks a lot, Mike. Uh, but this week we have a poll. We're going to say, what is the best 3D Mario game? You can answer that on our 
Facebook or Twitter. I'm not sure where that's going to be. But answer it. We need your vote. Your vote matters. Hey, uh, Dell? Don't forget to follow us on Facebook for your mom. Thank you very much, Dell. Yes, uh, you can follow us on Facebook for your mother or, uh, you know, on our Twitter. She has a Twitter. Or yourself, you know. Follow us on these uh, social media platforms. But, of course, we, we do your, want your mom or your, your dad on there as well. Guys, this has been episode 96 of Chris to Chris. Again, I work on Saturday. I work on Monday. On Sunday, I'm just going to be uh, laser-focused thinking about you. So, do me a favor and enjoy your weekend. Or else. <laughs>